0: First of all, let us pray. Most gracious, loving Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you again for this beautiful evening and this opportunity to, to come together with my brothers and sisters, Lord. Father, we come tonight not for ourselves, Lord, but, Father, to just praise your name, yes, Lord. to bring honor and glory to you, Father. And, Lord, as I prepare to... To share the good news that you have given me in my life. Father, I pray that it is your work that they see. Nothing of me, Father. I am only here by your good grace. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for your love and grace and mercy. and Father, I thank you for this opportunity. In the name of God, amen. Brother Anthony asked me to share my testimony, and, and uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter eight. I was at a preaching conference and uh, with some good friends of ours, and uh, I was reading God's word and came across this. And you know, my testimony comes from the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Um, Jesus spoke a parable, and this parable
1: is what you see here tonight. So the best way that I can tell my testimony is by reading the Word of God. So if you will, read with me in Luke chapter 8, and I want to start in verse number 11, Many of you have heard this parable before. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, and these have no root which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which is in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. As a young man, I grew up, I'm I not from Tennessee. I'm originally from Oregon. I grew up with my mom and dad and, and multiple brothers and sisters. It just depended on what time of the year. Because I have half brothers and half sisters on my daddy's side. I have half brother and half sister on my mama's side. And then I have one brother. Who um, I share with my mother and father. So there was eight of us, and it just depended on the time of the year how many was in the household. Amen. But when I was born, I was not born into a Christian household. Um, I was born into a worldly household. Um, Mom and dad were good parents. They took care of us. We never went without food. We never went without a place to stay but God was not in our house. I went to a little school, and there was two rooms in this school, and there was 1st through 4th grade in one room, and 5th through 8th grade in the other room, and there was about 30 kids in 1st through 8th grade. Well, there was this family that lived across from the school that would invite the students over once a week, and we would go over to their house, and they would give us snacks, And they would share a Bible study with us. And they would, you know, maybe sing some songs with us. And that was my first sight into the Word of God. Let me go back just a little bit. I I want to make sure we understand that the seed is the Word of God. Amen. The seed is the word of God. The sower is you and I, the children of God. So whether it, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's the preacher's job or that's the teacher's job. That's our job is to sow the seed. So as as we go through my life, you're going to see different people that sowed seed into my life and never, ever got to see the fruit but there was a seed that was sowed. So when I was first through fifth grade and lived in this little town in Oregon, that was the only seed that I had ever seen was from this couple that lived across the street from this school. But they would sow that little seed, but as a child at that age, and not living or seeing anything at home, what I saw there, I was just there because the other kids went and because they gave out snacks And we got out of school for a little while. Amen? So that seed fell along the wayside. Amen? And then I moved on in my life, and the next part in verse number 13, it talks about they on the rock are which they that hear receive the word with joy, and these have no roots. Well, tragedy occurred in my household and my mom came to know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. I um, say my mom and my dad received the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, and we started going to church. Now, being raised up in my household, you knew not to disrespect mom because dad would let you know that that's not appropriate. So as mom came to know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, and we started going to church, I would go to church too. I would do the things that they told me to do. I learned at that time how to say the right things, how to do the right things, because if I didn't say and do the right thing, dad would let me know (laughs) that you're not doing what you're supposed to do. So at that time, there was a lot of people in our life. My mom, one of them, Sowing seed all the time. Showing me who Jesus Christ was. Showing me who the love of Christ was. Going to church and brothers and sisters that were in in the church were, were sharing the love of Jesus Christ with me. But I didn't really fully understand it at that time either because we'd go to church on Sunday and then we'd go back home and it was different. So it was confusing to me. I didn't understand at that time, but I knew how to say the right things. Now, and and so when we get this rock here, I heard it, I said the right things, I did all the right things. There was a time when I had stated that I believed and that I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and 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 they they put me in this cold creek in Oregon and we don't get these warm baptisms here they put you in a creek that the water comes from the mountain and, and and I was baptized at about 12 years old but with everything that was on the outside there ain't no way there was a test going on and I wasn't getting the answers that I wanted And and as a teenager you know When everything don't turn out just the way that you want, then you say, well, God, you know, I'm praying and praying and praying and I'm not getting what I want. So I run away. And then at 18 years old, my daddy always told me, he says, son, when you turn 18, you're out in the house. You're old enough to take care of yourself. So at 18, I joined the army. Went off to Germany. and was my first tour. And When I got off to Germany, now, there's still godly people in my life that are sowing seeds all around me. God never left me alone. Amen? God never left me alone. There was grace in my life even before I became saved. You know, God shows grace to the sinners just like he does the saints. I turned 18 years old I went into the military I went overseas now if you know anything about overseas you go over there and their rules are different than our rules so I went over there and I did everything in the world that I could possibly do now I had heard the seed before right the word of God I had heard it I knew right from wrong but now if you look at the thorn the cares and riches and the pleasures of the world, because I had heard it, the seed had already been sown, but I was too busy doing my own thing. I was too busy enjoying life. I was gonna run as hard and as fast as I could and do everything I could in, in about six months if I could. So I went over there and I met this young lady And she had this beautiful three-month-old child, and I fell in love. (laughs) Well, you know, Mommy and Daddy taught me, right? Well, you love this person, you marry this person, you become a husband, and you become a father. I did all those things that I was supposed to do, and then I I tried to be a father the way that I thought I should be. I'm the man of the house, we're going to do things this way and do things that way. This went on for 10 years of me doing my way. God still loved me. God still showed grace to me. And throughout that whole time, there's many, many times that I was out there doing my own thing that I shouldn't be standing in front of you today. I think a lot of us can be a witness to that. That's right. Amen. There's no reason that I should be here because of the things that I was choosing to do. But here I was, by 10 years later, I was a father of three. I was married. I had a wife. I had a career. I'd been 10 years in the service. I was moving straight forward. I had my career going. I was fast-tracking to great things. My way. And then one day, one day I ended up with a two-by-four in the front of my head. When somebody came before me and says, I'm leaving. I'm in love with somebody else. Tore me up. Tore me apart. Because not only am I going to lose the marriage, but I've got three kids, and I did not have three kids to be a part-time daddy. That's not what I signed up for. Because I had worked myself to do this this and this and do everything right now all of a sudden it's all going to be torn apart from me. Well, why god was not in my life now remember back in the day i've said all the right things and done all the right things and people have you've heard this parable before but in my life robert white was not saved I was doing things my way. God was not included in my plans. Now, we went to church every now and again. We went to church on Christmas and Easter, and, you know, we showed up every now and again, and, you know, somebody asked, will you go to church? Yeah, we go to church. I mean, you could say I am do all the right things, but I wasn't saved. And that day... When everything that I thought was important was ripped out from underneath me, I crashed. Now the day that Jesus Christ came to be the Lord and Savior of my life, I was buck naked in my shower. The same way the good Lord brought me into the world (laughs) is the same way he saved me. I was flat on my face, on my knees, crying out to God and say, God, I can't do this anymore. Right. Amen. I can't do it anymore. Not, now, I've been trying to do it my own way. And I failed. Why? Now, if you read all the textbooks, you'd say, man, he got it going on. But Jesus Christ was missing. And on that day that he came and became the Lord and Savior of my life, there was this thing in my life called good ground. He had to get me to this point. Is is this God's plan for my life? I don't think he really wants to me to go through all the heartache and pain that I had to go through, but because I'm so stubborn, he knew how he had to get me to where he Amen. needed to get me Amen. so Amen. that he could be the Lord of my life and no longer Robert being the Lord of his life. So on that day, when he became the Lord of my life, a peace came over me. I was crushed. I was nothing. Nothing left. And Jesus came in, forgave me of all that craziness that I had done before without Him. And I started a new life. From that day forward, I was born again. And you know how I know that from that day forward I was born again? Because every time that I try to go back and be that guy that I used to be, the Holy Spirit comes in and says, no. That's no longer the person that you are. That's right. Does that mean that I don't think about it sometimes? God, forgive me, I do. Because we get into a backslidden condition or we want to, and then the Holy Spirit says, no, that's not good for you. So in nineteen ninety nine, when Jesus Christ came in to be the Lord and Savior of my life, my life turned around. <laughs> the Holy Spirit has been with me each and every day from that day forward. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. And he's let me know. Have I sinned? Absolutely. And he's let me know. And you know, that's why I know God loves me. Because if he didn't love me, he just let me go back to being the person I was before. God showed his grace. Because if he hadn't showed me grace when I was not saved, I wouldn't be here today.
0: And the day that
1: I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and say, I surrendered all i had to i I had to give it all up i had to lose control because if i had to lose control we want this good ground so god can come in and do the work well if you don't open that gate he can't get in to do the work he needs to do am i perfect today absolutely not because god says that you know, I'm like clay in the potter's hand, and he's forming me. And every now and again, there's this—what's uh, it called? It, it just don't look right, and it starts coming. He, goes, okay, we got to get rid of that. I'm like a branch that he prunes, right? And that's hard. That hurts. We go through some things, even as children of God, and yes, we don't we understand. Do. But that's maybe that's God just pruning. Because he's got something better for you. And every Amen. now and again we let some of this stuff slip into our lives. that is none of him. And he cuts it off. Because he wants yes, what's sir. better for you than you could ever. Yes. Me and a brother talking about it tonight. His way is so much better than our way. Amen. His will is so much better than our will. Amen. And if we just trust in him. But Jesus Christ gave a parable to his disciples two thousand years ago, and Robert White lived it out. But I thank God for His Word because every last piece of it is so true. And His promise is that when we give Him our lives and surrender our lives, that the fruits will multiply—hundredfold, thirtyfold. Amen. Amen young man last night shared his testimony about being an evangelist. Well, each and every one of us have a calling on our lives to be a witness for Christ. And as we are witnessing to others, whether it be through words or through our actions, we are sowing a seed that God can use to possibly save somebody 30 years down the line. That couple that I knew when I was in school in that little two-room school back in Lapine, Oregon, or Lone Pine, Oregon, I don't know where they are today. They don't know where I am today. But it was a seed that they planted 30, you know, 48 years ago.
0: I'm trying to
1: think. But it was their seed that they planted. It was a seed that my mom planted. It was a seed that a pastor at the time, you know, at the churches that were going, they're planting that seed. And you think, well, you know, that kid's never listening. They're always in trouble. They're always doing no good. Keep loving them.
0: That's right.
1: Keep showing them the love of Jesus Christ. And one day, one day, they could possibly come to know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Amen. I thank you for this opportunity. I know I get winded. Last time I gave my testimony, I think it lasted two hours and they hadn't answered (laughs) yet. Amen. Thank y'all.